I want to say a few words to you this morning about why it is and how it is that religion is a force for peace in the world, a force for good. And I'm thinking about this for a few reasons. On one level, because we often hear the reverse said to us, that religion is the cause of problems in the world. Thinking of it also because we're now in the midst of the week of prayer for Christian unity and disunity. We're praying for unity because there's a lack of unity. And disunity is a lack of peace. But I'm also thinking of it because of our second reading, where we heard St. Paul berating the Corinthians there for their divisions, their lack of peace. And disunity among Christians is a problem. It's a contradiction of what we are supposed to be. It's the very opposite of what the Lord Jesus prayed on the night he died. When he prayed, Father, may they be one that the world may believe. But I want to note three things to you today. And the first thing is this, that the enemies of the church exaggerate frequently when they talk about divisions and disunity in the church. That yes, our divisions are real and they are a problem, but when unbelievers make claims like religion is the major cause of war in human history, you'll often hear that asserted. Well, actually, that's simply not true at the level of historical fact. So don't look at it now, but inside your newsletter, there's an insert sheet with a, a summary of a study that was done that, that went through all of the documented wars in human history. And 93% of them have absolutely nothing to do with religion. So to claim that religion is the major cause of war is simply to be out of touch with the fact. Secondly, I think we can say the very opposite. That actually, as we look through human history, it's religious figures that are the primary movers for bringing about peace. We might think of some of the famous individuals like St. Francis of Assisi. But we might also look through our own European history and see whenever in a community, in a town, in a nation, there's been division and conflict, it's been the saints, it's been the men and women of God, of religion that people have turned to, to be the ones to resolve that conflict, to bring healing among those at conflict. That religion is a cause for good and for peace. Just thinking recently that America shortly, um, recently observed Martin Luther King Day, and he stands as an example, a recent, relatively recent example, of a figure, a religious figure, a man of God, a man of Christ, who worked to resolve injustice, but did so through means of peace. But my third and final point to you today is to think about this at an even deeper level, and to think about the type of peace it is that the Lord offers. Because it's a deeper peace than the type of peace you might look to in human history. It's rooted in something else, rooted in union with God. Because if we have union with God, then we have 
a source of the deepest peace that we are then able to communicate, to share with others. Now let me illustrate this by by making an analogy with family life. If you think of a family and you think of the husband in that family, if that husband has an argument with his wife, if he has an argument with the most important human being in his life, then that argument with his wife spills over into everything else he does. That he is then more disagreeable with the children. He's more disagreeable with people at work. He's That lack of peace with his wife, with the most important human being in his life, spreads out to everything else. And yet if he resolves that argument with his wife, if he comes to peace with his wife, then that peace with her spreads out to just naturally being more peaceable with his children, with people at work. Well, that holds even more in our relationship with God. That our relationship with the Lord is even more important to us, grounds us even more deeply than the relationship of our husband with his wife. That he is the one who sustains us in life, who gives us grace, who gives us strength, who shows us how we are to live and to behave. When we sin, we are breaking that unity with him. We're breaking that peace with him. And yet, and this is one of the most important things, and yet he is the one who can restore that peace in the forgiveness that he gives. When he gives me forgiveness for my sins, he brings me a peace that no one else is able to give me. And that peace, that healing that I have from him, I then, even without trying, I'm going to carry that into every other relationship I have. So religion is a major force for peace in the world. It doesn't cause war. That's true on the level of historical fact. It's true in reverse because it's the men and women of peace, the men and women of God who have been the men and women of peace. And it's because our peace with God brings the deepest peace for human society. So to bring this to a focus and conclusion, we need for ourselves, if we're to have this peace, we need to look to him. We need to be humble before him who is great. Humble in the sense that I see that my things that I get so caught up in are actually small. Small so that I'm able to put aside my pet peeves, my pet grievances, the, the facts that what it is I am wanting. And when I'm small before him who is big, I'm able to put all those things aside and I'm able to think of other people before thinking of myself. And that brings peace in the world. So whether the divisions we think of are social or political or something else, 
it's union with God that is the source of the deepest union, that is the most lasting solution to have peace with each other. That far from being the enemy of peace, religion is its only true foundation.